Welcome to the Transformation Church Podcast, where we're leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you a fresh perspective on God and His Word so you can see transformation in your own life. Enjoy the message. I guess I'll get a free t-shirt out of it, right? Yeah, hey, I want to really challenge you guys to uh, help be a part of this. Um, We actually created... Uh, we didn't call it the All Britain Rule um, for uh, Danny and Angie All Britain, but the last time something like this was done, uh, they ended up with it on their lawn like seven times. And so we decided, hey, let's create a little bit of insurance on this thing so that uh, we protect you a little bit. But um, hey, would love for you to be a part of it. I know DJ shared there, but we just we truly do have a heart to uh, reach this generation. And uh, I'm telling you, Andrew and I had an opportunity to go last uh, year to youth camp. And um, let's set aside the fact that I'm 47 years old and weigh 240 pounds and had to sleep on a mattress this thin. Um, But I tell you what, watching uh, those teenagers in the services, uh, those services would go three, three and a half hours long. And uh, I just, I'm telling you, the way that God touched their lives was so magnificent. And um, for us to be able to be a part of, of really sowing that seed into their life uh, really is an honor. And so I'd really encourage you uh, after the service, make sure you stop by. They'll be out there for the next several weeks so you can um, so you could do that as well. But uh, let's help these kids uh, get to youth camp. Let's be a part of their transformation story. Amen. Amen. I believe one day they're going to, if they're not baptized yet, they're going to get baptized and they're going to tell their story and they're going to talk about how important youth camp was and we get to be a part of that story. Um, Well, hey, listen, uh, you've probably looked at your clock, your watch a few times by now, and uh, I'm going to spare you a um, 75-minute sermon today. Hey, can I get it? Get get around an excited like a hand clap? No, we don't normally do that if... uh, uh, if this is your first time here, but um, I do want to share just a, um, a few verses with you. Um, I will say this, this is the absolute first time that I have ever um, changed what I was going to talk to you about um, five minutes before I walked out on the platform. Um, so I am scared to death, <laughs> but, um, but I'm going to do it, and um, I think that it will... Uh, Uh, Just be a blessing to us as we read through this passage. Uh, And then I want to make, we've got a a kind of exciting uh, announcement I want to share at the end. And so um, probably give us about 10, 15 more minutes and um, we'll be able to uh, get to the restaurant. Not quite in front of the Baptist, but close. (laughs) Hey, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Philippians uh, chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, you can grab your phone. That's what I got to do because it's not in my notes. Um, But Philippians chapter uh, 3, and we're going to pick up in verse 7. And uh, I want to thank our production team who received a uh, phone call from me five minutes ago saying, is there any way that you can put these verses on the screen? And uh, they've they've made it happen. And so thanks guys for... uh, for being flexible with that. So let's look at Philippians chapter three. And this is, this is uh, the Apostle Paul who um, is, is writing this letter. And one of the things that, um, that I find uh, 
just fascinating and something I can identify with with the Apostle Paul is that he has a tendency in his writing to, uh, to write from the perspective of an athlete. And, uh, and so we kind of see some of that starting to, to trickle in here in Philippians chapter 3. And, and he writes this starting in verse 7. He says, I once thought that these things were uh, valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. And he's talking about, you know, his upgrade bringing. Um, this is the kind of guy that um, was a brilliant guy that he could easily kind of ride the coattails of, of uh, going to heaven and salvation and good works and all that kind of stuff from his lineage. And he's saying here, you know, after his experience and encounter with Jesus, that, that I just throw all of that to the wayside. He says, for all of, of what Christ has done, he says in verse eight, he says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. You know, I don't know if that's your testimony today, but I can tell you that that's mine. There was a lot of things that I valued in life until I came face to face with Jesus Christ and his grace that transformed my life, that turned my heart from seeking after all the things that I wanted and the things that I thought would benefit my life to, to being laser focused about living a life for Jesus. He says here for his, um, that he does that for his sake that he's discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. He says in verse nine, and become one with him. That I know no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law, rather I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. And in verse 10, one of my favorite verses, he says this, that I want to know Christ. Friend, I don't know where your relationship is with God today, but I do know this, is that when Paul speaks of the knowledge of Christ, he's not speaking of head knowledge, he's speaking of a heart knowledge. And maybe you've, maybe you've been around church, maybe you go to church often, but maybe in your journey, it's been all about checking a box or all about getting something done before the rest of the week. And and as I stood back in the back watching these water baptisms today and hearing their stories and realizing that, that these are people that are not just taking a step to be water baptized because they feel like they're supposed to do it. These are people that are taking a step to be water baptized because they recognize what Jesus has done in their life. And I'll tell you, as a pastor who didn't grow up in church and a pastor who made a lot of mistakes before he knew Christ and a pastor that still continues to make mistakes, 
There is one thing and one thing only that can transform your life and that is a true knowledge of who Jesus is and what he's done for your life. Paul says that I wanna know Christ, but I don't wanna just, I don't wanna just know him, but I wanna experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. You know, we saw a, we saw a picture of that today in water baptisms. The picture of, of these individuals in the water standing kind of symbolic of who they were before Christ. And then, and then as they go down into the water, the water represents a cleansing. That word um, baptism in the New Testament was the word baptizo. It means to immerse or submerge. It's, it's, and, and, and they used to use that word back in the day to, to wash their clothes by the river. And they would, they would kind of dip their clothes and, and, and clean them in the water. And, and those clothes would take on whatever properties were in the water. And, and that's this that's the symbolism of water baptism is that I have my old self and I've surrendered myself like, like I think of, of going back into the water, like, like going backwards is a, is, a, is a physical response to surrender and, and I'm gonna surrender myself into all of what Jesus has for me. And then there's this resurrection of coming up out of the water clean all of our past behind us in the water and coming out a new creation. And that's what Paul's getting at here that he's like, I want my life. I want to, I want to know Christ. I want to experience all that he has for me the power that raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible says that same power lives inside of you and I today. And then he says this, and this is, this is a part of this statement that I think most of us would discard in our life. He says, not only do I want to know Christ and not only do I want to experience his power, and I tell you, a lot of us stop at that point. We want a relationship where we know Christ and we get the goosebumps and all that kind of stuff, but Paul takes it a step further and he says, I want to suffer with him. Like because of his mercy in my life and because of his grace on my life, like it's not just about what I can get from Jesus, but, but I wanna align my life with Jesus. That I wanna live a surrendered life, that I wanna, I wanna suffer, I wanna give up some things that I could have because I want all that, of what God wants me to have. And he says, I wanna suffer with him. Sharing in his death, it makes me think of the words that Jesus says that if you're gonna follow after me, you're gonna, you're gonna take up your cross and walk, right? He says in verse 11, so that one way or another, 
that I will experience the resurrection from the dead. That one way or another, and I don't know what your way is. Every one of us walk into this room with one way or another. And maybe your way has been a painful way. Maybe your way has required a lot more sacrifice and suffering than somebody else's way. I wanna tell you today that if you will fix your eyes like Paul says, one that experienced more hardship and pain and suffering than any of us could ever imagine in our life, that if he could say, that I have this one determined purpose in my life to know Christ, not with my head, but with my heart, and to experience his mighty power and to suffer along with Christ so that one day I will experience the resurrection of the dead, that, that one day when Jesus decides to come back and to take me home, that I will hear those words well done. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The sweetest words that you and I can ever hear. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. It's that position of his heart it allows Paul to say, and this isn't on the screen, but to say in verse 13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, I'm not perfect, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Do you bow your head with me today? Father, we thank you for the privilege of us being able to come here today and to celebrate and participate in the transformational stories and journeys of these eight individuals who took their faith public today. Father, I pray that you would help us to not grow calloused to this event in this moment. The Lord, you would use the, the visual representation of, of dying to our old self and being cleansed of our old ways. As Paul's saying, forgetting the past and looking forward, raising up out of the water, being resurrected again into a new person so that we can know you and experience you, sometimes even suffer for you so that we can spend eternity with you. So Father, I pray today for every single person in this room, that Lord, may we know you greater, experience you greater, have the courage to suffer and to lay down the things that we value for the things of God. May we walk out of this room together
the deeper understanding and experience of your grace and your mercy and your presence in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's message, be sure to share it with your friends and tag us at TransformTLH. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to seeing your face in the place someday. Have a great week.